The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Business is changing, and new marketing avenues are opening up every day. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show that brings you the innovators and trendsetters, taking us to a new age of marketing, media, and social business strategy. Welcome to Market Edge with Glenn Engler. Get ready to hear perspectives on social media and digital marketing that will help you gain insight into the unique opportunities and challenges facing marketers and thought leaders today. Now, now, please welcome your host, a Fortune 500 industry figure in the marketing and communications world for more than 25 years and chief executive officer of Digital Influence Group, the host of Market Edge, Glenn Engler. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Glenn Engler, CEO of Digital Influence Group, a full-service digital marketing agency that helps companies unlock the social potential of their brands and amplify its impact to drive business results. Today, I'll be talking about the optimistic brand with David Oxman, the head of marketing at Life is Good, a Boston-based lifestyle apparel brand whose mission is to spread the power of optimism and help kids in need through its nonprofit action arm, the Life is Good Playmakers. In this role, David leads the marketing and e-commerce functions with a creative and optimistic vision for the brand. While under his leadership, Life is Good has accomplished many milestones, including raising over $1 million for kids in need at the 2011 Life is Good Festival, reaching 1 million Facebook fans, and being honored for their social media and philanthropic efforts, including a Social Influencer Award nomination, and receiving Outdoor Magazine's Most Followed on Twitter and Most Liked on Facebook awards. Prior to his role at Life is Good, David ran U.S. e-commerce at Reebok and played a leadership role in their global replatforming, which included managing e-commerce operations and strategy in eight countries and launching Reebok.com in over 20 markets. Previous roles include leading cross-divisional search marketing and an online cable-on-demand video platform for General Motors while at Digitas. And prior to joining Digitas, he spent three years at Staples Incorporated, driving marketing campaigns through numerous online channels. You can connect with David on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash David Oxman. It's great to have you on Market Edge, David. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Glenn. Glad to be here. So I'm guessing most of the listeners probably have a T-shirt or a hat of Life is Good somewhere around there. But for those that don't um, and or who may not be as familiar with Life is Good, can you tell us a little bit about the company? Sure, absolutely. So uh, Life is Good, to your point earlier, is just all about spreading the power of optimism We are an 18-year-old company that was started in 1994 by two Boston-based brothers who basically had been on the road from the late 80s, early 90s, and were trying to find a a way to use their creativity to, you know, really have a business, but what they were really interested in is connecting with people. So what they would do is, in the early 90s, they were hawking t-shirts up and down the East Coast, going on road trips with basically one t-shirt design at a time, and they weren't having much commercial success, but they were having a lot of fun and meeting a lot of people. (laughs) And in in 1994, uh, on one of their trips, when they were literally down to uh, $78 in their pocket and were sleeping out of a van during, uh, during one of these trips, they had a discussion 
around the media and that the media was so negative all the time and really uh, falsely portrayed how far we had come as a world and, and basically discuss this idea of maybe what the world needs is a superhero whose disposition is what set him apart. So from this sort of silly conversation between two brothers, uh, John Jacobs drew the first Jake face. And it was just a simple, you've probably seen him, he's got a big grin on his face. And they come back from being on the road, and basically they do what anyone would do when you come back from being on the road for six weeks. They throw a little homecoming keg party with their friends, and they put their art up on their walls and basically talk about their trip and their experiences. And their friends would literally write on the walls next to the different art that was there. And during, during this one particular party, people really took to this image of Jake. They wrote things like, this guy's got life figured out. And, and they said, you know, maybe we have something there. Let's, let's try it on a T-shirt. And they basically took all of the feedback, disseminated it down to three simple words, life is good, printed 48 T-shirts, and brought it out to a, uh, a festival here in Boston. And they sold out 50 pieces in under 45 minutes. And it wasn't just... Um, you know, that they had sold out and had never seen anything like that in such a quick period of time. But it was the type of people that were taking the product. It was uh, biker guy, college girl, mom. And they knew right then that they had found this amazing demand for, at the time they thought was really about the simple things in life, but quickly realized that it was this really deep emotional connection that they were making with consumers because um, after the business took off in the late in the late 90s, letters really started pouring in, and the letters basically had two sort of voices to them. One was that people were going through something difficult, and they were using the message as a tool, you know, to to show them that they were strong enough and that they could overcome adversity. And the other was that they had overcome something already and that they could truly appreciate life in a deeper way. So basically the idea that there, Glenn, is like if you've overcome cancer or lost a loved one and you come out the other side, your ability to really appreciate life is, is far greater. And that ice cream cone, as simple as it is, has really deep meaning. Uh, and, and from there... You know, the business has grown to over $100 million company, privately owned, but we have a really strong focus on a social mission, which is through our Life is Good Playmakers who help kids overcome violence, poverty, and illness. And basically, you know, as a brand, we're very focused on rallying people around the belief of spreading the power of optimism and helping kids in need. You know, the way we look at it, that's what our mission is. We build community around that. We just happen to make great apparel, and that's the vehicle in which we can spread that message. Such a fantastic, absolutely fantastic story. And, and the, um, the, the two themes in the letters are really, really interesting. makes perfect sense to me. And um, absolutely right, you cannot uh, help but smile when you see the picture of Jake. It's really true. Um, so one of the things I love in, in um, you know, even looking at your LinkedIn profile and your title is optimist and head of marketing. And it is just so clear what it speaks for the, the brand that this is not a, uh, a hearty t- title around, you know, senior vice president of marketing and sales and stuff, but it's optimist and head of marketing. So um, help the listeners understand what is the day in the life of the head of marketing at Life is Good. 
Wow. Well, every day is a little bit different. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's funny. We we sort of feel like a 18 year old startup in a lot of ways right now. There really wasn't a quote unquote marketing department around here two years ago. Uh, we were very and, and still continue to be a very grassroots, non-traditional based marketing vehicle. And that's, you know, some of that uh, comes through, I think, as consumers feel the authenticity of the brand. So for me, um, I get to actually wear two really amazing hats. Uh, one is I still head up our e-commerce business, which is sort of um, the bread and butter piece of my background in terms of um, driving digital. Um, but but on the other side, um, you know, uh, the head of marketing role is really about um, giving our consumers the tools to spread the power of optimism. So. You know, from any given day, I'm collaborating with the product team on the graphics and the inspiration for the season to making sure that all of our consumer touch points are helping to accomplish the mission. You know, and that's that's the beauty of, of the brand. And one of our tenants is simplicity. And simplicity is really, really hard. You know, everyone thinks simplicity can be easy. But being simple and being focused on one critical mission uh, and one simple goal can be really challenging. So I think more than anything, uh, it's, it's driving the vision for where this brand is going and is really aligning people internally and keeping them focused on what it is that we need to do. And when I say that, you know, spreading the power of optimism and helping kids in need is our mission, it's, um, it really is uh, as, um, as broad as that sounds, what drives our business. And, and let me say it to you this way, when when we say that, what we mean is that our products spread the power of optimism because there's a, a message that resonates off of the graphic, mm-hmm. and a percentage of our annual net profits goes directly to the playmakers when you make that purchase, right? So the product itself is spreading the power of optimism. Yep. Um, and for marketing, you know, we view it specifically as we give our consumers the tools to spread the power of optimism. So whether that's through our, our social media presence, whether it's through our festival, or whether it's through our customer service interaction, we're, we're very much about being um, uh, omni-channel focused in terms of wherever yep. the touch point is, there's an opportunity to spread the power of optimism and give our consumers an amazing experience. And then ultimately, if we do a great job, if the product does a great job, then all of that hard work allows our our social um, our social work, the Life is Good Playmakers, to help kids who need it most. So it's this really um, full circle approach that really I'd say 90% of my time is on driving that vision and focusing the team around the mission at hand. Got it. So. Um- your past experience with Reebok and Staples are absolutely world-class brands. Talk a little bit, if you will, just briefly about some of the uh, similarities or um, themes that you've seen from those two brands helping you at Life is Good. And then, you know, what are some of the differences with your current brand that you work with? Yeah, I'd say that um, what's really the same is that everyone is really trying to um, change the model right now. And, and whether it's uh, Staples or Reebok, the focus is absolutely on shifting the conversation to the consumer, right? And mm-hmm. really bringing them into it and trying to build community around the service or need that you provide to that consumer and what need you're helping them fulfill. Um, so, so that to me has always been the same. And as large as those organizations are, uh, we're very nimble here at Life is Good uh, because we've got that startup and, and entrepreneurial spirit. But but those brands really allowed me to learn how to sort of navigate within an organization mm-hmm. and how um, a big 
strategic brand like a, like a Staples can really steer the ship in what it takes significant effort and energy to sort of move the ship. Uh, where it like right. is good, you know, being privately owned, um, it's, it's a lot easier to make a decision and go, which, which I think gives us some flexibility that those other brands don't have. What's most interesting to me, I'd say, is that um, life is good's potential because of the emotional connection we have with our consumers is far greater than any brand I've ever had the, um, the ability to work on. You know? mm-hmm. and, and that's really you know, the biggest challenge and opportunity that we face. Uh, when I think about brands like Coca-Cola, they'll spend millions and millions right. of dollars to say Coke equals happiness. Coke equals happiness. But at the end of the day, it's soda, you know, and, and it's just um, it's, a, it's a great marketing message. But, you know, people see that the product that you're providing is something else. Where, where yep. life is good, you know, we really believe in the mission. Uh, and you hear life is good and you either are sort of in or you're out with that mentality. And we certainly hope you're in. But the potential for that brand uh, in terms of the emotional connection and the size of the community we could, um, we could create is, is immense. It's really amazing in that uh, emotional connection. You talked about it earlier, which is um, tools to spread the power of the optimism. Talk a little bit, if you will, about uh, marketing channels that you found to be the most effective in building the brand and the connections and how social media has helped reinforce that. Yeah, I mean, I think that it always started with, you know, Bert and John and the first connect, you know, I always say before there were social networks, that's what Bert and John were doing. You know, <laughs> these guys weren't, weren't business guys but they created and they focused first on the relationship. Yeah. That was really, I mean, that was really important. And I think the authenticity in the heart of the brand continues to be driven by sort of their passion and love of people and engagement. You know, people always ask them like, man, now that you guys are a hundred million dollar company, life is good. And for them, some of the best days of their lives were being on the road before they had ever sold any t-shirts. So, you know, so that authenticity and those channels of engagement, you know, it all starts with face-to-face communication. So whether it's the relationships we have with wholesale accounts or our face-to-face connection we have with consumers in our own brick and mortar, I think it really starts there. And then from that, um, the channels that have been most efficient from my perspective are the ones that really build community. So for 10 years prior to, like I said, the past couple of years, uh, the only quote-unquote marketing we did was this free festival. This free festival that was um, a one-day fundraiser, 100% of the profits went to help kids in need and continue to do so. And it was, really became this beacon of like, this is what our brand stands for, come out and experience it. And that, that idea of bringing families and young people together to appreciate optimism and, and give back is really the quote-unquote channel that I think has grown the community. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, um, everything we do is marketing. So the product itself with a graphic on it, that's marketing. Because as people mm-hmm. are walking down the street, you know, before there was Facebook, you said you liked something by putting it on your body, by wearing it as a T-shirt uh, and sharing it with people around you. So what's happened for us uh, now that we've really started to put infrastructure in places, the tools out there to create community and to connect people have gotten so strong and so solid. So social media is the perfect vehicle for connecting people within our community and sharing with them um, our, our message and giving them the tools to continue to spread it themselves.
So interesting. Um, I want to have you just spend a little bit of time on, um, you talked about the festival briefly, but on the, um, the Playmakers program, your, your website talks about over 130,000 children having been positively impacted through Playmakers, which is just incredible. Can you just take a, um, a, a short time and share what the Playmakers program is and how that fits in under your umbrella? Absolutely. You know, I think that a lot of times when people hear about life as good as a brand and they don't understand the depth of our social mission, um, they lose they lose sight of it and they just think, again, that same concept of life is good for you guys, you're such a big company, etc. Right. Well, what what life is good is really about, Glenn, is when when you're when you're a kid, there's there's no challenge in the world. It's only opportunity. If you just think about you know arms wide open, you view the world with with reckless abandon at times in terms of your disposition you know and and kids more than anyone are the ultimate optimists and what our brand does uh from a from a pure brand perspective is as we get older we sort of close up right we we have things that we don't do that we love to do because of um you know we have a lot on our plate or we feel like we need to focus on this and not that so at mm-hmm. our core we view being playful, you know, engaging with people, taking time for nonsense and having fun. Really, that's not about, you know, we're not uh, a soft brand that's about hearts and daisies. It's really about when you do that, when you are playful, you open up, you connect with people. If you're ever on the beach and you just throw a Frisbee in the air, most likely someone's going to try to catch it. And when they do catch it, you know, you've connected with that person in a really interesting way that's playful and mm-hmm. puts a smile on people's faces. <laughs> there are some kids out there, unfortunately, for a lot of different reasons, whether it's violence, poverty, or illness, that are closed up. They can't, they can't have the disposition that all children should have. They can't learn because um, maybe there's violence at home that they're so scared that they can't even focus in school. So what the Life is Good Playmakers do is they actually train child care professionals, so people that are teachers or social workers, and they use different sorts of techniques, such as play therapy, to connect with these kids and to allow them to you know, see that they've got relationships that are meaningful, that they have love and joy and can be creative. And when you do that for these kids, they start to open up to the world of possibilities you know, for them. And it's... Uh, it's pretty meaningful work, not only for the ultimate child who deserves that optimism, but a lot of these childcare professionals that are, you know, it's almost like the more at risk the kids they're working with, mm-hmm. the more uh, depression seems to be with those, right. with those childcare right. professionals because they, they throw their whole lives into trying to help these really um, terrible situations that these kids are in. So we actually bring a lot of joy and optimism back to the teachers and the, and the child care professionals who then can pass it on through the same techniques to the children. Got it. Okay. That's great. So we're going to um, take a quick, short commercial break. Please stand by, and I'll be right back with David Oxman and more of the conversation. Market Edge will return in just a moment. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of Internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Start your search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm steering you into the winner's circle. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. We're back with more Market Edge, bringing you the best and brightest voices in digital marketing, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Glenn Engler. Welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Glenn Engler, and I'm here today with David Oxman, the head of marketing at Life is Good, talking about the optimistic brand. So it's such a powerful story. Just love it, and uh, you are clearly a phenomenal spokesperson spokesman for this is so passionate you can hear it in your voice. Um, talk a little bit about how the life is good, um, how your employees are encouraged to help build your brand themselves. Um, and and um, are they encouraged within social media? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, I probably just, again, as we've been growing here, I spend over 60%, if not higher, of my time on interviewing. And uh, what I find is there's there's so many amazing people out there with amazing skills across the different sort of expertises of marketing. But we're really focused on finding the right people that, that share in the culture and the mindset of the brand. And, and, and it's, a, it's a quality, that optimistic quality that people bring to the table. It's mm. so critical and, and important to sort of being a good fit for us. So uh, we certainly want to um, allow our people here to be exceptionally creative and to be, you know, one of the core ways in which we spread the power of optimism. So from a policy perspective, we want that. We, you know, we want to share the message that we have uh, as a brand outwardly. And there are many times when we do send internal communications discussing some of the great things we have going on here and inviting them to share them with their social, with their social Uh um, audiences. And that's, you know, for me, the, the main rule is people, people understand um, just to be smart about what you share. We obviously don't want someone sharing who's going to be you know, headlining our festival in a couple of months uh, before we're ready to launch that. But you know, 
people are respectful and, and they really want to sh- see this thing grow because it's meaningful to them, not just from a work perspective, but they actually truly believe in, in what we're trying to build and how we're helping people. So we're very open uh, in terms of that. Makes perfect sense in terms of activating the employee base, especially because you have such a, a, a focused and, and passionate objective. Um, in addition to the playmakers, there's obviously a um, and the, the retail footprint, there's a, there's a focus on bringing new volunteers and fundraisers on board. Uh, you guys clearly are at the center of that. Have you found specific um, or certain digital tools or platforms uh, or communities to be the, the most effective at doing that? Absolutely. So we are at a really interesting point uh, in terms of our organization. And with this festival, um, that we're throwing in 2012, we've evolved the process by which we want to turn anyone who's in our community into active fundraisers for the playmakers. And it's a, it's a proposition that we feel um, is truly not just about helping the kids, but is about empowering our consumers to do what they like and like what they do, which is what our brand is all about. So we just launched uh, a new application with fundraise.com that's off of our web platform. And what it allows consumers to do is it gives them the tool to seamlessly, very easily create a fundraiser for whatever it is that they're passionate about. So if you want to have a game night, uh, a lot of people might be thinking about throwing a barbecue this summer, but they're like, oh, should I throw it? It's a lot of work. Do I have the time, et cetera? We want to give them another reason to be empowered to do that, you know, because when people are inspired by sort of the community uh, or their um, they want to drive action, then we think that the best way to do that is by living the life they want. So right. this new application has been, um, again, we're just rolling it out right now, but Fundraise.com has been an amazing partner, uh, and we're just at the beginning phase of that. But for our festival last year, as an example, uh, which raised over a million dollars for the playmakers, we had a, a fundraising technology behind it then as well, and over $400,000 of the million that was raised that year came directly from consumers who fundraised and in doing so had amazing perks at the festival. Wow. And we think we can turn this into sort of a 364 uh, days a year that people can be fundraising by doing, you know, whatever it is, go to the bar with your friends, uh, run a race, et cetera, all while helping right. kids eat. That's great. So um, uh, as we insert a public service announcement here, are there – um, is there any other way, or is that the best way for listeners, both in the local Boston area and across the country, to get involved with Life is Good and volunteer? Is that Absolutely. the best way to do it? The number one way is to go to lifeisgood.com and click on uh, click on the Playmakers, and from there you can be taken into an experience where you can figure out all the ways that uh, you can set up a fundraising page and be part of this movement. Um, you know, in terms of our festival, we still have volunteer space available for the 2012 festival, uh, and that's an amazing experience as well, but that space is very limited, and probably within the next three weeks, uh, we'll be completely out of spaces for volunteering at next year's festival. That's great. All right, so just before I let you go, one of the things I like to do with the guests on the show is a quick sort of speed round where I um, ask marketers, I throw out a couple of trends or technology, and it's literally like what's the first word or word um, that comes to your head um, and just get a very different perspective. So you ready? All right, cool. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. 
All right, so let's start with Groupon. Brand Buster. Oh, good one for, for somebody that somebody that runs a whole network of retail establishments. Very interesting. Um, what about Pinterest? Uh, great traffic driver and um, amazing potential. And um, I know I just asked for the real quick version, but when you say, do you see that Pinterest is a um, is a wonderful part of the Life Is Good uh, platform? Yes, we are. Uh, we're building buttons into our whole platform to support easy pinning. We've run some contests already, and uh, we think it's a really interesting vehicle, and especially for an expressive brand that's driven by right. graphic and photography. Right. Uh, it's Makes perfect been sense. Pretty powerful tool. Yep. All right. So last one for fun: QR codes. Oof. Uh, <laughs> let's see. How do I say this? Um, I think that they are not going to make the turn overall. We've 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 used them uh, for some print signage, but I personally don't think they they will either be um, overtaken by stronger RFID type technology, um, mm. and I don't believe that they've got the longevity or the tipping point to be successful. So interesting, having had some other retailers on the on the program. There's a very consistent view for those that sit in the retail world um, versus some other industries. It's great. They're really really consistent. All right. Well, uh, unfortunately, we've run out of time, but I want to thank you, David, for being my guest today. And thanks to everyone in the audience for listening to today's conversation. If you have any questions or would like to talk further about the topic of today's show, feel free to connect with me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Glenn Engler or on my blog at www.glennengler.com. Visit www.webmasterradio.fm at 12 noon Eastern time on Tuesdays to tune into episodes of Market Edge. For Market Edge, this is Glenn Engler. Until next time, I'm out.